Yeah, that was just our girl Jasmine Murray. You're listening to Praise Hallelujah on G Time Radio at GTimeRadio.com. So right now, without any more hesitation, here he is, the man. He's not a myth, minister, author, activist, prophet, Christopher Signal. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, good morning. How both of y'all <laughs> doing this morning? Oh, we good, man. We good. Good to hear your voice, brother. Good to hear from both of you as well. God is good. This is the day he's made. We just go rejoice and be glad in it. Yeah, amen, bro. I was I was in the gym at 5 o'clock this morning, getting it in 5 a.m. Hey, <laughs> hey, man, you know what? You trying to make me feel bad. You better leave me alone. This is this has been a very uh, very interesting week, um, you know. What's been going on around the country? <clears throat> a couple couple things we want to point to is recently this week, President uh, President Trump he released uh, several records from when John F. Kennedy was uh, assassinated. You know, a lot of times um, when a person is killed or when something is done, courts will order that certain records are sealed for 30, 40, and 50 years. And then uh, later on down the line, those records will become declassified because we live in an era of the Freedom of Information Act. The Freedom of Information Act says that ideally all government records should be open to the public for the public to view. But sometimes courts will say, okay, hey, this is sensitive information. Let's wait some time. And there was still limited information that was released about that. It was bits and pieces. And I believe it was yesterday. There were documents about Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King that was released. And what's interesting is is that uh, the documents that were released portrayed him in a very negative manner. You know, it's always funny how people don't understand that you can be celebrated after you after you're dead, but people don't really understand the pressure that he went through when Dr. King was alive. They attacked his character, they attacked his family, they attacked his uh, his uh, philosophy. They said he had communist ties. I mean, each and every one of those records that were released tried to portray him as an individual that was like less than who he was and completely destroying his character. Quite frankly, I don't, I don't even see the point why the administration would even release that information about Dr. King. The focus of it was releasing information about JFK to get more information about his assassination. <laughs> but they took that time to talk about Reverend King and all the different things going on. Anybody that studies Dr. King's life knows he has shortcomings. And okay. we've all, we, we've always talked about that. Every great leader, well, not every great leader, but we understand these are men. We celebrate the good that they do. We don't look past the bad, but we don't build the house on the negative that they do. And I just think sometimes some people just want to take every opportunity that they can to tarnish a person's character and tarnish a person's reputation. So I found it a little bit questionable that during this time when we're supposed to get more information on Kennedy, that there was a whole section of information released on Dr. King and how he was under FBI surveillance and how they didn't think he should get the Nobel Peace Prize. It's funny, both conservatives and liberals will say, oh, he was a great man, but when he was alive, they were scheming on him, and he knew that and had to live under that pressure. Yes, you know, I find that to be interesting. And then also of late, uh, two of our former presidents, the two, President George Herbert Walker Bush, they call him 41. He was the 41st president. He was from 1989, I believe, to like 1993. Mm -hmm. And then his son, uh, who was the 43rd president, he served from 
2000 and 2000 to about 2008, both of them came out. It has some very, very strong negative words about Donald Trump. And this is what people don't understand. It's not just liberals or left wings or minorities or black people that have concern with the president. These are staunch conservatives. Yeah. This is a leader right now who's really doing things that's turning a lot of people off and really going into um, a place right now where he's really isolating himself. This don't got nothing to do with whether you agree with his policies. His style of leadership is questionable right now. Yes, it is. And I think that's something that we really got to pray about. You know, somebody said it's a demonic attack, you know, when these liberals are coming after him. And I said, so is it a demonic attack when the conservatives are coming after him, too? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and, and, and I try not wow. to make this about Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative, but it's really just a style of leadership. And I think there are strong concerns with his ability to navigate and effectively lead the country right now. Yeah. I mean, when every month there's a new turnover in your administration, you have people in your party that are against you. Right. You're, you it's like you, you, you're on Twitter in this attack style. I mean, you're coming out and just going after everybody in this way. And I just say, God, we really got to pray, Lord, while he's in office, Lord, mm-hmm. tame it down just a little bit. Yes. Because it's, it's, it's really not a, a healthy place for the country. And I'm not even getting to where he stands on any public policy issues or mm-hmm. or where he stands on this issue or that issue. That's not even the, the biggest thing. It's the style of leadership and understanding that you got to compromise, work with people and talk. And everything cannot always be attack, 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 attack. And that's, and that's very challenging right now. So we, we really got to, you know, um, pray for the direction of our nation right now. And just God put us in safe leaders' hands. I mean, yes. we, we, we lived through Ronald Reagan. You know, we, we, you know, which was this extreme conservatism. And then we had liberalism. But, but at least in both sides, even if you disagreed with Ronald Reagan on a lot of issues as a conservative, his style, I mean, there, there was still like a certain respect for the office of president that I don't think Donald Trump is exuding right now. And I think that's what's, um, that's what's very discouraging and very concerning right now at this point. We also find out uh, one other thing that really caught my attention this week was in 2016. They found out that there was a lot of backroom dealing going on in the party, which is why Hillary Clinton came to the top of the ticket, because there were many people on the Democratic side that were supporting Bernie Sanders. And polls had Bernie Sanders actually beating Donald Trump in the general election. But what they found was because of the backroom dealing, this was the narrative. Now, I don't, I, I hate coming on and, and, and giving things that may not be true, but there were several sources. One was named Donna Brazil. She was the former chair of the Democrat National Committee. This is what she said. After the 20, she was a black lady. After the 2012 election, there was a lot of debt within, uh, the Obama, no, his campaign from 2012. So they rolled that into the DNC. And at that point, the Clinton campaign retired most of that debt, paid it off. And the plan was, was that the party would back Hillary because of that. And that created a lot of tension behind the scenes. And when Donna Brazil took over the DNC, she said, I didn't know all that took place. So there was a lot of tension going on in backroom dealing. 
And many people to this day believe that if Bernie was on the ticket, he probably would have won. But even in light of that, we're, we're right now in a very, very challenging place. And I think what needs to take place is, is if this leader is not equipped to do the job of just being the leader, For, forget the politics, just being an effective leader, then right. I think there needs to be um, God knows how to sit people down. And I really honestly pray that those that have his ear are really challenging him and saying, hey, you may need to tone it down a little bit. Why are you replacing so many people? Why is it that, that, that you got even former Republican presidents that are coming out against you because of the things you're saying and how you're portraying yourself? And I think that's when you know you got a major problem on your hands. But I think we really do have to not just pray for the president, which we should do, but I think there has to be some pushing of those that have his ear to say, okay, y'all need to tell him to calm down because the nation is hanging in the balance. And while he's in there, he still has a lot of authority. He still has a lot of control over a lot of issues. And we really got to make sure that the concerns are being addressed even in a hostile environment. So this is a troubling and concerning time right now for our nation. That's why I believe we are from a political perspective as of today. Chris, you know, seriously, thank you so much for like this sharing that, man. Um, I think it's very important that we, that we talk about, you know, things that happened in the past in order to, to paint our, our present. And when you was talking about um, how they play tapes of Dr. Martin, well, really about JFK, but, they're really trying to show shed light on Dr. Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. It's something that I was just talking to Sister A about this morning. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the bathroom, just morning, getting ready, man. I said, you know, I said, I figured out why a lot of people don't call Dr. Martin Luther King one of the founding fathers of faith. You know how we do that in America. We, mm-hmm. we name them all. You know, we, we got, the, I won't name them because I don't want to act like they're against Dr. Martin Luther King because I don't think that's the case. But I know why people in the body don't label him as one of the founding fathers. And he was a martyr. Of anybody, you, he should be named. And he gave his life. He gave, exactly. He gave his life for the cause. And he was fighting for people. He was he was the person. He was the good Samaritan in, in, in essence. And what gets me is that the reason why they didn't do that was it's not because what he preached. It's about the letters he wrote. Why he was incarcerated. It was about the letters when he talked about how he found no unity in the body of Christ. For when things really got tight, when they really got tight, there was no support for human life. There was no support for those standing up for those who are weaker or lesser. Not when we when he was found doing the epitome of his is is his whole call. When he was found locked up in chains and bound, he we, we read Paul's letters. We read when Peter was in jail. We read you know Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But when we find Dr. Martin Luther King, what we do is we turn our ear and we they turn their hearts, and that's why they never they never name him. They they always label him as a civil rights activist they never let they never label him as a as one of the founding fathers of faith coming up in america and that's why i i I truly believe man i don't you know you would have to god would have to tell me to convince me otherwise i'm telling you man 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. What, what you're saying is so. No, no, no. What you're saying is so powerful. In the letter he wrote from Birmingham, he was sitting in the jail in Birmingham, down south, fighting the Ku Klux Klan, fighting the White Citizens Council. This is what he said. He said the greatest threat right now to hurt my country, he said, is not the Ku Klux Klan or the White Citizens Council. They were another extremist, segregationist, racist organization. He said the greatest threat to our country is Christians who don't say nothing. Think about that. He's in the South fighting against the Ku Klux Klan and they're burning churches and torturing people and killing little boys. And he said, they're not the problem. He said, the problem is Christians that seeing what's going on and they're saying, well, we disagree, but not right now, or we don't like the way you're doing it. And that's the same thing that's happening now. Many people see the injustices that are going on and they say, well, it's wrong, but I don't like the way you're going at it. So what are you doing about the problem? Exactly. You're not, you're spending more energy criticizing my approach to addressing this challenging to you doing anything. And that's the, people really don't understand the persecution that, that he went through. And I, and I firmly believe that some people, God doesn't give long life. He had 39 years. Dr. King only lived to be 39 years old. Jesus lived to be 33 years old. And there are some people, the Bible says, what is life? It is but a vapor. God sends them for a moment, and their impact is so strong, their impact is so powerful, just like Elijah, who was here for a little bit, did a few things, and then he was going in the whirlwind. Jesus. And, and people don't understand that level of persecution you go through when you're doing God's work. Yeah. When you're doing what God calls you, sometimes it does mean your life. And sometimes you don't have no alternative. And and that's why we really celebrate and we really honor him. He was so much bigger than just a I have a dream speech. Yes, it he was is. so much bigger than that. Yes, he is, bro. Yes, he is. And I that and you know, this is why, man, I um I really was uh when I was you know really thinking about that and pondering on it, I was like, why did cause for years I would, I would go, why would they ever talk about him? And when I read his letters Oh my God! When I read so, so to read what he, what he what he was saying, you know what I mean to the, <laughs> you know those, you know, it let he me came see hard. He came. He, oh, he, he yes. He, it, oh my God! He, it, it wasn't <clears throat> the letter was so long and was so detailed where it was like I I'm not going to give you a way out. You're not going to you're not going to misconstrue what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> and when he came with it, man. He came with it, and I was like, "Wow!" And everybody went, "Oh, he did this. He did that." I was like, "Man, you, you, you know what? You know, you know for real. We can go down the list. That's why Jesus said we're saved by His righteousness. See, that's what, and that's another thing that we forget. We're saved by His righteousness, His goodness. Stop, stop telling right. people you know, like we're doing something so great. That's why. I hate, that's why I hate the you know the, the clean up yourself act uh, uh, thing that people preach sometimes. I'm like, well, truthfully." At the end of the day, it's still going to be his righteousness. So even though after they do all the other stuff on the outside, you know, at the end of the day, it's still it's his Jesus. It's still it's his. Exactly what it, it, it ain't yours at all. But I know we're still supposed to uh, live a, um, uh, a, a life. Consecrate a holy life. Right, Thank right, you. right. Yeah, but, you know, don't get it don't get it twisted. You know, and, and I hate that because we know why he, he played it. He played it just, just to make him look bad. And then to do with anything else. 
it's it's I tell people that that letter that letter you talking about maybe next time we may get into that a little bit that letter from Birmingham jail I think that letter was more important than I have a dream speech because that letter spoke about his reality where he was at that particular moment yeah I mean what he had to say about the state of the church and the state of particularly and, and I hate to go here it was many Caucasians that many Caucasian believers that weren't getting involved, mm-hmm. that, that, that were just standing around not saying nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we, we think segregation is wrong, but we don't believe in picketing and marching. And, and he came very hard. He came very hard. Yeah. Yeah, bro. And um, yeah, yeah, if you want to, man, let's um, look. You, you you read the letter, you go over the parts you want to go over, and you just, you just you know, send, send, send me a copy of, you know, Highlight where you want to go over. We'll take some time, man, but do this one. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's very important because we keep, at this point, everyone keeps talking about, you know, support the leaders, do this, do that. But yet, I said, you act like God didn't straighten out David. You act like God didn't, you know what I mean? God didn't straighten out Saul. You act like, you know, we just don't follow people car blanche because they're sent. No, no difference right. in a man and a wife. That's that's the most tightest union. If the brother goes crazy and start and start snorting cocaine and go acting crazy, beating up the kids, you know you got to leave the house, right? You know you exactly. got to leave the house. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just putting it where it is. As a married man, you know, if I start doing real crazy stuff, my wife and kids got got to get away from me, and, and so they can preserve their life. You don't stay there and go down with the ship just because he, you know, um, because we, we're trying to preserve the ship. You need to get straight, and then we can have a union of leadership. You know, but man, I know people don't want to hear that. But <laughs> no, it's it's, it's 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 really the state of affairs, and I think Dr. King had a special assignment to challenge people, and 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 when you challenge people, it doesn't always come with mass appeal. Mm-hmm. The later years of his life, that Dr. King later in his life was not the same Dr. King in the midpoint of his life and giving speeches in front of 100,000 people in Washington, D.C. Later in his life, people really couldn't get with him like that because of what he had to say. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. He spent his last two years talking about poverty. He said, oh, oh. He said, okay, we we be sitting at lunch counters now. Now we got to talk about this economic issue. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about that. Nope. nope. You know? Not at all, bro. Not at all. And, and, and it's like, you know, oddly right. enough, Oddly enough, some places in the South, it's not far from that now, you know, and, and it's oh, like, not at all. It's like, you don't even want to go into because, you know, like I said, well, if, if I do go in and I do sit there, are you going to spit my food? Am I, am I going to be ridiculed? You know, it's like, stop it's acting like as possible. Christians got to stop acting like everything is all right. We act like everything is all right. And we, and we, and we don't want to speak up on anything. It's like, oh my God, what have we become? What have we become? And I, um, I just remember the quote while we're, uh, from Archbishop Tutu, 